Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Jeremy Burgess. You're listening to the Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, um, I'm an interesting little hybrid. I'm a real estate agent, real estate investor, and have a podcast of my own. I don't really fit the typical realtor uh, formula, but I do, I do a little bit of everything. And my business actually is mostly with other investors, other real estate agents, um, mostly single family. About 50% in Detroit and 50% in the suburbs. Uh, a lot of flipping, a lot of rentals, a lot of wholesaling, um, that side of it. Although I do have two buyer's agents now. We're doing more and more buyer nice. retail as well. And I mostly just focus on the listing aspect. So take a lot of listings, sell a lot of properties. That's awesome. So when you were, uh, when you were younger, is this what you had planned for your future? What, what do you, uh, how did you get to where you're at now? Oh man, what's, I got to try and make this as succinct as possible. So no, uh, this was, this was not on the agenda. In fact, being a real estate agent, um, I was never going to be a real estate agent. I have a low opinion of real estate agents and that hasn't changed much since I became one. <laughs> uh, but I kind of got pressed into a corner. I started a uh, long, long time ago as a real estate investor um, moved out to Michigan in 2007 to actually take advantage of what I still think is the greatest opportunity of our, our lifetime. You know, I had to go east to go west, so to speak, from Washington State. And in time for it to crash, lose all my money the first time. But we were buying, fixing, flipping, buying, fixing, renting, buying, fixing land contracts. And I did a bunch of those. Got tied up with the uh, corrupt nonprofit and made a bunch of bad decisions uh, with them. Ended up losing everything the second time. Uh, one of those guys actually went to jail. This is very succinct. Oh, wow. Kind of had to start all over again and started wholesaling, which for those who are agents who don't know what wholesaling is, it's I go out, I put a property under contract, and then I go sell that contract, mostly to other investors, although you can sell to uh, homeowner two for cash or conventional if you have the right lender, right? So, but mostly investors. And um, I really like that. I did that for two years. For my personality, it's, um, I had a great teacher, I think, Steve Londo, shout out, bro. Amazing teacher is, uh, if you're, if you're very goal oriented and aggressive and don't like being told what to do, but you have to be able to stand like a high level of, of failure, but the payoff is great in wholesale deals. So, did that for like two and a half years, but the problem I noticed was how to scale that business, which is a long-winded way of how I ended up being a real estate agent. Because um, my good friend, Joe Delia, shout out Joe, he's just been constantly trying to recruit me since he's known me. That's just Joe, always recruit, always recruit, be an agent. I'm like, why would I be an agent? I won't even <laughs> tell you the things I said to him. But anyway, when your push comes to shove, he made a good point. He's like, hey, agents have figured out how to expand and how to grow. And I, I didn't know any wholesalers, especially at the time, who had grown their business. I was like, all right, I failed at two businesses. I've tried to expand this wholesale business and I failed certain times. I might just have to like take a step back and figure this out. So 
as weird as it sounded, I went to become a real estate agent to kind of learn how to, you know, get some scale to the wholesale side. And I actually had made a goal of myself because I knew I wasn't going to like it, but I had to do it for at least three years before I quit. Wow. And I'm glad I did because uh, I really didn't like it, but I grew to like it. I focused just on listings and I think I joined a great team with the Delia Group too. They were very focused on systems and customer service. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, I could figure this out. I just got to do this new thing. So instead of getting wholesale contracts, I do, hey, I'm getting exclusive listing contracts. Um, I decided not to do any buyers, just focus on the listing, which was kind of a pain in the ass for the first six to eight months, but totally worked out late. And then the more I did it, even though I didn't like it, the more I liked it. And then, hey, now I'm going to say some nice thing about realtors. So I'm just not trashing them. They do have better systems in places and they have better, well thought out CRMs. And there's a lot more resources you can use to hire things out to help you in your business. It's a lot more. So I, you know, I start learning all those time passes. I go on my own way, start Renegade Realty Group, mostly because. I'm generally not a good fit for, for, for most people, a little too aggressive, definitely more oriented, more value oriented, that kind of thing. Um, and I've enjoyed it ever since learning lots of hard lessons, right. That never seems to end, but, uh, it's a long way to get you where I was at. What did I do when I got to school? I joined the United States Navy, uh, program. I went on subs, machinist mate, nuclear. I did not like that. Um, I kind of floated between jobs college for three weeks, realized really quickly wasn't for me at all. <laughs> Had a bunch of jobs or crap jobs. Sorry. Um, met my wife, which is really what made me think about the future and start real estate thing, which is how I got in it at all. Right. I'll still be fishing and hunting out in Washington, making no money. It's, uh, always a beautiful woman that gets you to think about the future <laughs> and apply yourself a little bit more. So that's how we ended up where I am at today, doing an mix of realtor stuff, investor stuff. Okay, That's awesome. So tell us about your first property that you uh, wholesaled. Oh man, I didn't even know it was wholesaling. You're going <laughs> to love this. Like, so you go to seminars and you read books, right? But I've always been better at doing this than like actually sitting down and now I'm planning mostly because I, I get people, but I'm a good act action oriented person. So, Hey, we're going to go do these things. So during cash in 2007, I had one property under contract for months, but I had it at such deal that even though the market was hardcore from like July, it's just like down, down, it was still a good deal. And I was like, no money. We're losing to like, all of our flips are going under a house that was worth 120,000 is not even worth 30,000 by by September and I got this house on Ardmore. I won't say the address but I remember the ad. We'll sell this house twice. And we, like we need to sell this house to somebody. Here somebody wanted to buy it. I have it under contract, no way to buy it. So I'm like I need to sell it before I buy it. Like without wholesaling. So my wife and I download a list. It was from a website I think it was reaclub.com or something. And it had all real estate uh, clubs across America. And we went through and we picked the states with the highest median. It was California, New Jersey, Florida, places you would expect. And we just start cold call, um, cold faxing back then. There wasn't texting <laughs> and cold emailing until we 
guy, Scott from San Francisco. He was like, yeah, I think I actually want to buy that. It looks like a pill. Still don't know what I'm doing. Unnamed title company because I don't know about wholesaling. So I don't know about an assignment doing a double close, but we're going to use which we shouldn't to do the close. I didn't know any better <laughs> again, but we're just trying to make some stuff happen. Right. Yep, anyway, yep. long story short, a couple of weeks pass and I'm $3,700 richer, which that might as well have been at that time, a dollars to us. Yeah. Like we're eating ramen and eggs. And I just did this like the 2007 crash. We just moved out here and like, Hey, we got $3,700. And to me, I made money out of thin air somehow. So I was like, Oh, well maybe I can do this. Cause I thought back <laughs> home, we just come out and fail immediately. Like tuck our tail between our legs to go out. That was our first wholesale deal. I didn't even know that was a wholesale deal for like four more years after that. Wow. Um, Cause I just went and got the money and bought and sold it after that. Right. Cause I just, Hey, I didn't have the money. I, this is what you do money. And then people gave me money. The heck yeah. with that. Just going to go buy and sell super simple then don't have to do any of this weird stuff. So that was the first one little rough, but got it done. That's awesome. So nice. when you, uh, um, switched over to doing, uh, like when you actually got your license, how did that like go? What was the, like the, def- like, um, like your first transaction when you actually had your license to, was it like, you said you were doing listings only. Did you, uh, how did yeah. you get that first listing? <laughs> That's such a great question. Well, it is great being a listing agent, but what's obvious is you have three to five years of inertia and competition to overcome. Yeah. So it's like you got to cross the desert which is why most people go with buyers. The great thing about buyers is it's money today. It's literally money to maybe not in this market, it might be money in a few months, but you get my point, right? You don't have to wait for somebody yep. to decide to sell. They're yep. in the market now willing to buy. You just got to find them something. If you forsake that, you have a desert to cross. So first of all, I learned my lesson from, you know, losing everything twice before. And the wife and I live cheap, real cheap. You own a house all cash in Detroit cars, all cash, everything like that. I could afford to myself and take a pretty big step back, which is what I did. wasn't very comfortable. I don't know if I read for everybody, but we've been through hell and back twice. A step back is nothing, really. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like it was anything. It's just what I had to do to, to pursue my goal. And then since I mostly worked with other investors, I sat down and I said, target 20 people. I'm like, how am I going to target 20 people? I wrote down 20 people. I thought I could, because I've had flip before and I had wholesale that I can help them in their flip or wholesale business. And then I reached out to them all personally and said, Hey, I want to help you in your business. Um, a lot of people said no, believe it or not. Several people said yes. A lot of people are still in business today. Several of them doing great. Um, and out of that, this is the funny thing about life. I ended up doing business with about half of them, but out of that, three of them, this because this takes like six to 10 months, three of them giving me something like 60% of my business over the next three and a half years. So these were with flippers and wholesalers. And I was just having made a lot of mistakes and done a lot of things over, you know, at this point, it's like 13, 14 years. I had some things to these people that I could offer is valuable. And 
I gave it without expectation of return. Although, of course, I knew if you do that, if you show people you care about their business, their life, they will often reciprocate and compare and give you the shot that they wouldn't necessarily otherwise give a new person. Uh, but I also had an advantage. I was a new real estate agent, new to real estate, right? So I just had to demonstrate a new proficiency and um, it worked. I did, well, my first year, I think I did 75 open houses. I did multiple every weekend, um, called everybody I know, went to, I run a, a Renegade Detroit Investors, which is a local meetup. I went to everybody else's meetup, tried to be everywhere, just to speed up. Uh, so I didn't have to start for three to five years. So I can two years. And um, that's about what it was. It was like starved for a year and a half. Um, it wasn't that bad of starving, just, but it wasn't going anywhere on vacation or anything, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> bills got paid, everything happened. Yep. It was like, got a little hairy here and there because the money doesn't always show up on the listing side uh, when you want it to, right? Yep. That is the great buyers that bring it up. You can go out and get a buyer today and close in four to six weeks and get paid. It's not always the case with listings that that can happen. So. Yep. That's how that's how I managed it. And I think being on the Dealey Group too, um, I still don't know how to upload a listing. I've still never done that. I've still never logged in. The, I still never put any of my own stuff up on the internet. I decided I'm going to learn this business, do it and expand it. My job door and everything else gets hired out so I could eventually get my That's been, you know, why I became an agent. And now it's an interesting mix of stuff. I really like being a listing agent. It's, uh, it's fun to do. And most people don't know how to negotiate too. So yeah. it's definitely a blue ocean strategy. If you're used to the higher competition among investors. Yeah. yeah. So out of the, all the homes you've been to, which I'm sure has been quite a bit with investing that haven't been the best. Um, but what is the worst home you've been to? What is the worst property? <sighs> well, there's emotionally worse and physically worse. I'll give you both. Okay. This great wholesale deal, and it's always less. One you're going to make like 25 grand on. I, people are stressed and they make bad decisions. Day of closing, go to do the final walkthrough. It's the middle of winter. Can't get the door open. Like really can't get the door open. Anyway, jump the fence, walk around to the back and look through the sliding door. This lady had moved to Georgia and turned off the heat two weeks before closing. Oh, oh no. The upstairs plumbing froze. The entire oh. basement filled with water. And like two feet of the first floor filled with water and froze, which is wow. why the door could not open. I got pictures of this somewhere. The worst I have ever seen. It was like a frozen waterfall down. <laughs> Everything was frozen. It was that two weeks during that ice vortex thing. And I remember I even sent her emails and stuff to make sure the heat was on. That was so, so bad. Um, emotionally, I went on two appointments. One where this lady was living with six kids in a duplex where the basement was half filled with sewage water. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those are bad ones. You see, you, you see some like dark stuff. I've seen the burnouts and stuff like that, but that water one was pretty amazing it is amazing how much 
damage water can really do. Like the house wasn't worth anything. Even in this market, it probably is crazy to tear the whole house down. That water just in two weeks ruined her entire investment. I remember the story she was telling me, she wanted to screw it up, which I thought was ironic because this was the house passed on to her. Like it was just a tragedy upon upon tragedy that oh, wow. I forget sometimes how life could be so cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. So I mean, you, I was out 25 grand, but that was her whole family's everything. I don't know what she got for it after that. Yeah. What did you, uh, how'd you get in the house? <laughs> Never did get, uh, initially the first time or after that? After, after that. that. Never yeah, got yeah, in it after no. it froze. Couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Literally couldn't. Would have had to break a window and go, there's no way to get a door. Because all the, and that's one of the weird things about it. It's like, there's no opening out. There was a sliding glass door, but I didn't. It seemed like a good idea to try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially, I mean, that still thing hadn't broken yet, just alone. Right. So just I just alone. sent her pictures. Like, man, I'm really sorry, but I can't buy this. Yeah. Wow. Good thing you did a final walkthrough. Yeah, right. Always, always do a final walkthrough, people. Always do a final walkthrough. <laughs> That's crazy. So going forward in the next year or two, what kind of goals do you have? Interesting spots. Um, through a realtor apocalypse so i've been through two of not realtor but investor apocalypse but they're similar it's also a wholesaler and flipper apocalypse right 58 percent reduction in inventory a 58 percent reduction in sales but it's pretty close so once the government stops handing out free money to people playing as agents again um things will change highly competitive so and I have strong relationships with a lot of investors. So I still have that business. What I am doing is staying lean, not spending too much money because it looks like we're going to have a few more years of super low inventory and start handing out the free money. Realtors will, investors will disappear. Wholesalers will disappear. And I'm going to try and snag the talent as uh, people go out, grow from there. So right now I'm just being conservative keeping my spending jacket in line and just trying to make smart visions until it's more clear. Uh, I don't think it's also possible that we could be in an inflationary type situation, which I feel, you know, in a good position in two years if that happens um, with a lot of people going out of business to take advantage of that as well. Basically, don't do anything stupid and screw it up, I think. And, uh, <laughs> should be good. And then on the uh the investor side too here pretty quick because if we are going inflationary arnold schwarzenegger made his first multiple millions by investing his uh bodybuilding winnings in california real estate before that inflationary period started so learn from the past too so i'm thinking about that as that happens as well awesome well how can people get a hold of you if you're interested in anything like that or if you want podcast you can go to renegadedetroit.com renegade.com or just look up my podcast renegade detroit investors podcast and uh, i will say not safe for work not safe for kids i've been good for this podcast and i warned you ahead of time <laughs> yes you did <laughs> i'm a roughneck and uh, i was born rough and uh, you can class regardless of how much money i make and i make no effort to hide it i am what i am and i like 
that bothers you, don't go. Otherwise, you might enjoy it. It's definitely more uh, business and investor oriented, I will say. Okay. Sweet. Awesome. Hey, thanks for coming on and sharing your story with us. Hey, man, I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Hey, guys, we just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.